welcome to Behind the Brand, a podcast dedicated to strategically building your online business. Here we go behind the scenes and share stories and strategies that can help you build your own dream business that supports your own dream life. I'm your host, Kelsey Kurzlake, and I'm the CEO of Pinegate Road, a branding and web design agency for online businesses and influencers. We create online presences that aren't just pretty, they're powerful. To learn more about working with Pinegate Road, head to pinegateroad.com and schedule a free consult call. Now on to the show. Hey guys. Okay, so I am really excited to do this podcast today because it's something that has been going on behind the scenes, but I don't really talk about it because I'm not, I guess, like a public numbers kind of person. I'm I'll definitely share it if people are asking about it, but I think this is the first time I'm kind of sharing some of the money things that have been going on this past year, um, not only for myself, but for Pinegate Road and all of the things. So I don't know, this has been like a really cool thing, um, but this year we actually hit five figure months every single month in 2018, which if you told me that was going to happen last year, I would have been just baffled because the thought of hitting five figure months, I think I'd done it like once or twice in 2017, but like to consistently hit that month after month without crazy stress with growing a team um, and to just like invite that into my business consistently was huge. Um, And it just was something that seemed a little like I knew I wanted to hit it, but it just seemed a little unattainable. And I actually like, I got all these like heart races every time, like I thought maybe it could happen. Um, And it just seemed like, whoa, like, how is that even going to happen? And it just weirdly, like I looked at December, I was like, what? Like we hit it every month. And I didn't even really notice that it became the new norm. Um, for my business. So I just wanted to kind of dive into some of the things and practices that I I incorporate into our sales process, into the way we set things up. So if you are a service provider and you're looking to hit regular five-figure months or even getting like working your way up to that first one, I think that some of these tips are really going to help you set some of that solid foundation so you can make that happen for your business. So the first thing I want to go over is just figuring like what you need to do is basically figure out how many clients you need to have each month or how many you need going at one time to hit that five figure mark. Um, so for example, if you average, um, like each payment from your client being 200 or 2,500 per month payments, then you'd need four contracts running at each time in order to hit the five-figure mark. Um, So that is kind of what we did. Our packages, we definitely, we break them down into months. So every time we're onboarding a new client, it's like, okay, this process, this project is going to be three months. It's going to be six months. Usually we're working in three to six months or it's just this one-off thing. It's like a, just pay this and then we'll do this for you. And it's not a monthly thing, but that's cool because it kind of sets you up to like fill in one of those four spots um, for each of those months. And if you book a six month client, one of those like four of those one of the four is filled for the next six months. So that gives you some like 
runway to work with as you are building up your clients. So say you're like taking on clients and maybe it's $500 a month. In order to hit that five figure mark, you would need, what is that, 20 clients? So this kind of like, if you set this up, it kind of helps you think about like, can I actually take on 20 clients? If I want to hit this five figure mark, do um, what can I change here? Does that seem unattainable? Because sometimes I think we think about projects just as like, oh, what is this worth? What is the value? But if you actually kind of like retroactively figure out what you need to be charging in order to meet the goals that you want to meet for your business, you might be thinking about things a little bit differently. So the way we've done it is we break them down into those payments and we know how many clients we need going at one time in order to meet that mark. So it's not saying like I need four clients every single month. It's saying one of those spots has been filled up for six months, but this other one ends in three months. So Let's work now in order to fill that spot up for the future. So that's, hopefully that's making sense. Um, we kind of work in that way and that's really helped build that solid foundation for income flowing. So another thing that brings in that consistency is by breaking those those payments down into monthly payments, you get paid as each month starts. So this kind of breaks that feast or famine where maybe you're accepting 50% upfront and then 50% at the end of the project and maybe a schedule goes weird and you're just like, well, I really needed that payment in order to support myself and support the business. If you're accepting payments, like we do the first Monday of every single month. So we know that we're sitting down that first Monday of every month or my project manager is and she is billing um, all of the clients and we actually take their payment information up front. So it's never a like we're never like chasing payments. It's already happening. So I know at the beginning of the month, like we're getting paid for our services all at once and it becomes a no hassle process. So that's helped us create like knowing that we have a certain amount coming in, I'm able to project into the future, especially when you do those monthly payments, you can know when one's gonna end, when you need to bring on a new client, and it just helps make things really steady. It's been incredible to see how our months have been so steady this year um, because we switched up our payment processing like that. So another thing you can do to Ensure, not ensure, but just <laughs> make sure you're in the space to invite five figure months into your business is to make space for regular sales calls. So I think you might have heard this in some of the podcasts, but the main goal on our website is always to hop on the phone, get an introduction call, and have that sales conversation with somebody to see if they're a right fit. So now we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have availability on my calendar. There's my little Slack, Teams checking in. Gotta pause that. <laughs> um, I have availability on my calendar every Tuesday and Thursday in order to make room for these sales calls. So if you're not making regular availability for these, the sales aren't gonna come in. And I think this also, like, that is our sales process to get on the phone, and I think it's a great one, and I love it, and I can go on and on about that. But if you're accepting, you know, sales via email, which... 
has a much lower conversion rate. So I would think about switching to some sales calls. Um, but if you are doing that, just making space for like either reaching out to people or following up or being available to answer those emails and making it a regular part of doing business and not just an afterthought. So along with making regular space for sales calls, making space for regular marketing, and it doesn't have to be crazy. Like I think when we think of marketing, sometimes we're thinking that we have to be on Instagram every single day, which is great, but I know that I'm... I don't go on every single day <laughs> as much as I love it. And I think that, I mean, you can have some systems going with like email marketing and all of that, but really just making sure that you're making invitations to people to actually work with you. Because I think that so many people are afraid of being salesy, afraid of putting their offers out there because they're afraid of rejection but you really need to be making that invitation so that people know that you're available and they can either, you know, they might choose not to engage with that invitation, but if you're making it, there is the opportunity for them to actually start to engage with you and start to engage in that sales process. So you just need to make the invitation. And I think that's something I talk about a lot on here because it's so important and so many people get scared of it. And it's really just a throwing it out there. Like, do you want to like think about working together? Let's have a casual conversation and see if this might be a good fit for you, for your business and all the things. So it doesn't have to be something that's scary. It's just saying, hey, I'm available. We have a spot opening in January. If this is on your goals, let's talk about it period. It's all you have to do. So I'm always making invitations. And I think that that is something that really helped um, make this year a consistent five figure month year, which was pretty cool. So um, another thing, this is my last little tip here, is to set a big ass goal. I'm not a big swearer. <laughs> but I think that this one needs that big ass goal as part of this step. Um, so just what this is, is it's really just shooting for the stars and landing somewhere in between. So for example, right now, it is right before Christmas in 2018. And not right before it's like early December. And at the end of October, I set this big goal to book $100,000 before the end of the year. And did I think I could hit it? Probably not, but it also seems somewhat attainable. Like we have bigger packages. I could sell, you know, five or six of our packages and that would hit the $100,000 and I would be booked into the next year knowing that $100,000 was booked for the business and that would help me plan. So while I might not have hit that goal and I still... I have a couple weeks here, so maybe it's possible. I've actually already booked 50K for the new year because I set this goal in the first place. So while that isn't like in my bank account, just knowing that those are, that's booked with projects that are upcoming, that are undergoing, that are, you know, we're working on right now, it was really cool to see that like I made half of that goal and that was awesome. And it only took me, I mean, five or six weeks because I was making regular availability for sales calls and I was making lots of invitations to people through email, through Instagram, 
pretty much that's it. It didn't seem hard. It just seemed natural. And I think that setting that goal, put that intention out there, and I was able to hit that number, um, even though I didn't meet the goal. I can't even say it like in past tense because it's still ongoing. Um, but if you do set a big goal for yourself and just kind of like go after it and see how it's actually possible, I think that you're capable of so much more than you think you are. And by setting that goal, it kind of pushes you beyond the boundary of what you think you can do. And it puts you in a place where it becomes possible. And a big goal can be made if you just kind of go after it and see the vision, see the plan and just make those baby steps day after day to make that happen. So those are my tips, short and sweet, about how you can get five figure months consistently in 2019. So if you are a service provider and you are a designer service provider and you think that this sounds cool and you want some more mentorship around this, um, we still have spots open for Pinegate Road Academy. So it starts in January. And I would love to have a conversation with you to see if some of this planning, some of this individual mentorship, along with a group component of other amazing designers would be a good fit for you. So please reach out on Instagram at Pinegate Road or via email kelsey at pinegateroad.com. And we can chat and see if this might be a good fit for you. If this sounds like a goal you want to have, we can sit down, we can make the action plan. We can go over pricing. We can go over the ups and downs and we can figure out a sales strategy. We can figure out a marketing strategy and I can be there and hold you accountable throughout this entire process so we can set up an amazing foundation for you and your business this year. All right. Hope you have a wonderful day. I will talk to you very soon and I hope you have a happy holiday if you're listening to this before I know Hanukkah is going on right now, <laughs> um, but if you're listening before Christmas or whatever holidays you're celebrating, I hope you have an amazing year and that you're planning for a really bright 2019. All right. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye. All right, you guys. So after I recorded that episode, I decided to hop onto Instagram like I do and open this up, I kind of shared a little bit about um, the five figure months, etc. And how that happened. And I was like, does anybody have any questions? Um, I'd love to open this up for a Q&A on the podcast. So what I'm going to do now is read some of the questions that I got in and just answer them candidly because I love having your guys's input in the show. I don't want to just be like talking about all the things I think I should be talking about. Um, but getting things that you guys are actually interested in is really important to me. So thank you for those of you who wrote in and we're going to get going. Okay. So the first question I got here was how to go about consistently finding new high quality clients. I think that the first thing is defining what high quality clients mean to you. So I did just do an episode about um, finding your target audience member. And when I like really dove in to the type of packages I was offering, the kind of you know, just revenue or cost or whatever that would be, um, and seeing what kind of business owner would actually be able to support and afford that type of offering. Um, that is when everything kind of changed. And it was kind of crazy because it wasn't necessarily this like 
I decided who this was, and then I went out and did X, Y, and Z. It was pretty unplanned. Um, when I decided, like, here are the packages, I just started kind of acting <laughs> like the business owner um, or running the company that would support those kinds of people. And then I also talked to that, those kinds of people um, in everything that I was doing. So if I ever went to a live event, if I went to a conference, um, if I was talking on Instagram, I'm constantly talking to that type of business owner who our packages might best support. So just foundationally, figuring out exactly who that person is and going into all the details. And if you haven't listened to that uh, target audience episode, I would suggest going back to there. Um, and then the other thing is if you want high quality clients, quote unquote, um, most, this might be a general assumption, but it's from what I've found. Um, if you're not switching to like a sales call based process, um, most like high level clients aren't just going to purchase something from somebody via email um, or just like click the buy button online. Um, so I think that first of all, putting yourself in a place where these higher level clients might exist, whether that's like masterminds, um, events, just things where you're even investing money because people who are making money are investing money. So if you're not investing money in things, then like you're not going to be around the people who actually spend money on their business. That was kind of a roundabout way. <laughs> um, but that's one place where like I've met a lot of people is by investing in my business and then getting to know other people who are at a level where they're also investing you know, bigger amounts into their business and then referrals from there, etc. Um, so yeah, I think I lost my train of thought a little bit there. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, finding out exactly who that person is learning where they hang out, um, getting a sales process down that really supports those kinds of people. So not just doing it by email, but really having that open conversation and getting to know these people as humans and as business owners and learning about what they actually need to get to where they're going and not necessarily like, I don't know, positioning your stuff in the way that they need it. But if you, if you can personally help them get to that vision, then, um, you know, talking through that and being there for them to like, and supporting them along that journey. So those are my just general tips. I would say everybody in like, you can go on your different strengths as a human too. So I love talking to people. I love being on Instagram and I love going to events where I get to meet other awesome people. So like those are the strategies that have worked for me and it kind of happened naturally because those are the things I'm drawn to and the things that I love to do. So I don't think that my way is the right way for everybody. Um, so if you can find something that matches with how you love being anyway, um, then that could be really cool. Okay, next question. How to scale on your terms and do it in a way that suits you and your goals. So literally what I was just saying Um how to do this, I would say like, what are you naturally drawn to? What do you love doing? Like I love talking to people and I love visioning about people's businesses. Um, and so I can do that pretty well on Instagram through stories, through sharing about visions. And when I meet people, like I get really excited about their business and their plans and like 
those are ways that I can connect to people and they can see that I have a passion for this and they feel, you know, connected to that process. But some things happen by magic and referrals. And as long as I'm showing up as myself and sharing my passions and talking about what we offer at Pine Gate Road, like clients usually flow through that. Um, and scaling can happen in a lot of different ways. So I did another another podcast episode recently about the different ways that you can scale. And the way I'm scaling is through higher level service offerings. But that doesn't mean that you have to. So I think that the way I'm growing my business is we're offering higher level services um, done for you in a really big way to support clients who want to make big waves and they want somebody who's an expert to actually handle all of the things and all of the details for them. If your clients are somebody like that loves to DIY and loves to get their hands in all the details, doesn't want to hire out support, but needs a little bit of help and guidance, you might want to scale through courses and webinars and that kind of different thing. And I think that those, um, not that like email campaigns and things can't work for a lot of different businesses, but if you didn't want to do one-on-one sales calls and your price point's a bit smaller, um, sometimes people can, you know, they'll be able to click the button without you having to individually go and make that sale through an actual conversation. So I think that you can scale and just, you know, have a different price point and um, be able to scale in a big way in a way that fits your personality. Like say you're a little more introverted and you don't want to be like showing your face on Instagram and you'd love to just like write all the most amazing email sequences that ever existed and sell products that way. Like that fits a different kind of personality type, which is really cool. Like there's so many ways in which you can scale and use the ways in which you like to communicate and talk with people um, to scale in a way that suits you. All right. Another question. What do you wish you did earlier to get to this goal? You know, I feel like I jumped in with mentorship pretty early. And I think that that is a huge thing that helped me get to where I am today, because I was able to learn um, from other people's experience. And I was able to take that instead of experimenting way too hard for too long on my own. Um, So that is one thing like I think that when you do invest in mentors and Um, just like learning opportunities, you can grow in huge big ways, because not only are you making that investment that helps you make that leap that helps you believe in yourself and your vision for the future, which that could get a little wordy there. But I think sometimes like for me putting the money into something, it just helps me make that step like, yes, I'm believing in this thing. And it's not just like, a thing I'm saying, it's a thing I'm doing because I'm physically giving a money or a value to something. Um, And therefore, that helps me step into that space. Um, And that's helped me get here faster than I think I would have otherwise. Um, Other things, I think going back, if you I mean, you just listen to the first step about getting to the five figures. And it's really just figuring out 
um, the price point that I wanted our things to be at and really figuring out how many clients we needed each month and then breaking down those payments into monthly payments like that helped a lot with the consistency. So maybe that's something that I wish I found out sooner. And also probably contracts. <laughs> this is really boring, but if you have an amazing contract, it's going to help solve a lot of issues that pop up in your business. Um, it sets a lot of boundaries. It sets a lot of standards. And I think that having those in place has helped a lot of the ebbs and flows and ups and downs that can come with the variables of working with different clients. Um, so that I wish I figured out sooner for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, another question, do you feel like raising prices is about increase in skill or shift in mindset? So I think that, yes, you need to be at a certain skill in order to deliver a service. But I think sometimes people get the imposter syndrome way too often. And I'm not saying I haven't. Um, but it comes to be a certain point where like, you're really good at what you do what you do delivers value, like you don't need to educate yourself anymore on this thing. Like, I got my design degree, I got a master's in design, like I'm good. I know that like what I'm doing is providing a top level top notch service. And I'm like, good knowing that. Um, so I don't think that raising prices is about increase in skill. Because I even though I had a design degree, I was still like my first I mean, logo project I sold for like $300 or something. And that was crazy. Um, and so I think that the mindset is really the biggest thing there because I've had the same amount of skill. And yes, like I've grown, I've had many client experiences over the years. Um, and what we've delivered has, I wouldn't say increased because of my actual design skill, but learning more about what people actually need in their business and helping support them and bringing that value to the table was the biggest thing. And I think that that value is a big mindset shift sometimes. So I think that mindset is really the culprit here. <laughs> um, and it's something that you just have to work on all the time. And if I could give one tip here. It's really about thinking about the value for your target audience. And it might not be even a target audience that you're currently working with, but the target audience you want to be working with. Like, what would you providing your service to their business do for their business? So, for example, like if I'm providing a website that helps them convert, you know, 50% more clients. Um, that are coming to their website because of what we're providing them. That could be like, say they have a million dollar business. So we literally just help them make $500,000 because of the services that we provided, um, making sure that their website is converting on a higher level than it was before because of our skill set and our expertise. And that's just a one off example. But when you think about that, like if they are getting $500,000 from like the service you're providing, why are you charging $500 to do that service? So I think when you find the type of business owner you want to be working with and you see 
the actual value of what your work is providing them in monetary and or time saved, um, it can be a huge thing that can help you shift your mindset into that place where you're just like, yep, this is what we offer and this is why it's awesome and here's what it's actually going to do for your business. So mindset for sure. All right. How can you effectively do custom proposals, but still make sure you're streamlined? Does that make sense? So yes, and I don't personally love custom proposals. So I've actually, like everything we've created as far as offerings kind of like build on each other. So I think you've heard about me talk about the Pine Gate Road experience. And really what that is, is it starts with brand strategy which is always one way we do brand strategy. Then it goes on to the identity design, which is like the logo. And then it goes on to experience design. And experience design is a little custom. So what it is, is when you get the Pine Gate Road experience, you get three choices um, of the experience design. So this could be like your Instagram plan. It could be um, your photography visioning. It could be copywriting for your emails. It could be... Um, what else do we offer? We have like 10 things like a packaging design, um, all of those different things. And so those are very automated in a sense, like we give out those offerings, but we've built it into a system that allows me to say, you get three of these choices. And we're gonna, you know, structure that around what your business actually needs. Once we figure out the strategy for how you're going to position yourself in the landscape of the online industry. Um, and so then step four is actually the custom website. So the way we're offering things is like, I always know what each of those price points would be if they were separated. Um, I know what the price point is if they're all together as one package. And I know the timelines and all of those things. So those have already been pre-figured out. And we've done this in a way that supports the business owners, again, that target audience member that we actually want to be supporting. So we're never creating custom things. Um, we are always kind of like saying, do you need the whole thing? Do you need just the website? Do you want to start just with the strategy and kind of like see where you're at after that? Um, so those are the different kinds of ways that we offer those things. So on a sales call, I'm always able to say like, here's the price point. Here's how long it's going to take. Here's how we break down the payments. Um, and I'm just able to talk to that and I'm never creating custom proposals. Custom proposals hurt my brain. So <laughs> I don't necessarily like, I, I just don't love them and I don't believe in them at this point because they've gone pretty Ari, 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 gosh, <laughs> help. <laughs> um, they've gone pretty poorly in the past because if you're doing custom proposals, it means you're constantly having to create new systems and new processes to deliver on those custom proposals. And I'd rather just have things really systemated um, and know that they work. Like I've, I went through this phase actually earlier this summer where I was like, okay, I just want to like make all the sales. And if somebody was not able to step into like the full thing, I was like, okay, so we're going to create this like half thing where like we don't do it the full way. We're going to do it like this, this, and this way to save on time, um, which would then save you money. And it was like, I was creating all these crazy custom-ish things for people. And 
honestly, a lot of those projects just went like way out of scope. They were kind of, it was just, a, it was just a little weird and it was hard for my team to deliver on it because they didn't know the expectations um, because it was just like everything was new. So I think the more that you can get systemated with what you offer and just stick with that and know that you're supporting the target audience that your company has is meant to support, then you're going to be on the right track. So again, this is just my opinion, but I don't love custom proposals. So there you go. <laughs> okay. And then the last question I have here, um, do you suggest sales funnels and freebies? Yes. <laughs> um, so I think this is in relation to building maybe, you know, the five figure months. And I definitely, I think it's like, what do you mean by sales funnel? Because are you thinking about that as like literally an email sequence or in the general scope? Because everybody has a sales funnel, whether they know it or not. Um, that's actually one of our experience design choices is your sales funnel flow. Um, so we kind of map out like where anyone in the world would be finding your business and how your business can help work them down into making a sale. Um, and then making like a small bite sale, like a larger bite sale, a sale that's recurring and how that all flows into how you're building your business. So yes, I love sales funnels. I think sitting down and thinking about um, just where your audience is and the touch points and where people are finding you, whether that's online or in person, is huge. And then thinking through the steps somebody would need to take in order to reach your final services. I think that's a really good exercise. Um, and it's something we support our clients with because it can be really confusing, especially when you're building an online business because there's so many different touch points and you want to make sure that you are getting everybody down into the funnel, into the things that you want to be selling to them. Um, I don't know if this is making sense to you guys. <laughs> I wish I had like some visuals. Okay. Um, and then freebies. I think that like, and I think that what this question is asking, like, do you suggest sales funnels and freebies? I think it's talking about email automation and getting people on your email list by giving them a freebie offer. So then you can get them into your email sequence, which is technically one part of a sales funnel. It could be. And I love that. Um, but it also depends on if that feels good and right for your business. Um, there's so many ways that you can interpret a sales funnel and get people to next steps. And having an email sequence is just one of them. I do think that creating content and giving free content is an amazing way to just get people to know more about your brand and really fall in love with your brand. Like, even here, I'm able to talk with you guys, not talk. I wish I could talk with you guys, <laughs> um, get to talk at you guys. That seems so weird, but I'm here talking at you guys, but you guys are, um, you know, putting in these questions, which is amazing. And I'm able to provide this content for you for free. And in turn, like you're not only getting free content, but you're also learning about me. You're learning about Pine Gate Road. You're learning about um, the ways in which I particularly like to work and solve. And if that's in alignment with how you're running your business, like who knows, maybe you'll tell a friend about me and be like, oh, wow, like my friend who needs this website, 
um, you should really go with Kelsey or Pinegate Road because she knows a lot about business strategy and she'll make sure that it's being built into your website. Like just because I have this podcast, like that is one little bit on my sales funnel that's allowing people to get to know about the business. It's free content. And who knows where that is going to lead in whatever kind of conversation. So I totally believe about sharing, um, you know, freebies, free content. I think that's one of the only ways that people are going to get to know about you and your business. And it's just sending out the love. I, I really, really like it. And I think that sometimes people get really scared, like, what if I'm giving away all my secrets? <laughs> um, and I don't, I think like me sharing my stuff here, like sharing all my secrets, I'm not giving away like the services that we're providing, but I'm sharing what it might be like for you guys to work with me or Pinegate Road. And I think that by doing that, that's giving like people some visualizations or feelings about what that might be like. And that opens up so many more opportunities than kind of like hiding it behind closed doors because people don't really trust what's hidden, I guess. <laughs> so I'd rather just share everything and put it out there. All right. So this was supposed to be one of our really short episodes. And I obviously went a little longer than intended. But thank you guys so much for writing in um, for just being open about some of the stuff and allowing me this opportunity to share because I know I can come on here and talk all day about things I love. But it's just really cool um, when I'm getting to share things that you're really interested in hearing about, too. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Hey guys, I'm here to chat about an online system that I can't get enough of. I'm sure you hear from a lot of online business owners who've been scaling their businesses and about how having systems in place that work for them have been essential for their growth. Putting systems in place might be getting solid processes down, or it can be using a program like Seva to run your email marketing. When it comes to growing my business, the more intuitive something is, the better. Seva, which was formerly ConvertKit, is by far the most intuitive and easy to use program that I have ever used when it comes to growing your email list. They have easy pop-ups you can use on your website, forms that send out free downloads for content upgrades on your blog posts, and 24-hour help if you ever run into a snag. They have amazing customer service and have even helped us custom code some beautiful forms for our clients with no extra charge. I love that they're able to do that and it's always so helpful. We use Seva here at Pinegate Road and always recommend them to our clients. If you're saying yes, please, to an intuitive system for email marketing, head to pinegateroad.com email to grab a free 30 days to start growing your email list and upping your marketing game. Thank you so much to our sponsors for making this show possible. And thanks to you for taking the time to spend some time with me here today. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or catching up on past episodes, head to pinegateroad.com slash podcast to learn more. Sending lots of love and remember, you've got this. See you next week.